0: welcome to We Didn't Die, a podcast about surviving life. I'm Allie,
1: and I'm Alex, (laughs) and welcome. (laughs) Enjoy the ride. Um, So first of all, are you wearing hair extensions?
0: I am. <laughs> they look really good. Thank you. I'm testing them out. So I've always only done clip-in hair extensions. Yeah. You know, where you like clip the back. It's like a long piece. And then you have like clippies on the side and it's all yeah. the thing. And I have really thin hair. So it like weighs it down. I'm doing the halo thing.
1: Oh. It
0: has an invisible uh, string that you like put on the top of your head. And then it goes around the back. And you can just like take it in and so, and, and, um, it works. It I like really it. Good. Thanks, thanks. I was trying yeah. to
1: figure out. Yeah. The top looks completely like normal
0: too. I, yeah, that's what I was worried about. I was like, well, obviously my roots are showing right now, but I was worried that, um, that it would look weird up there, like a toupee type situation, <laughs> but I love it. I got them on Amazon. So, um, hopefully I got them for our trip, but. We'll see if we get
1: to. I will not accept to Paris secret. in oh, two months. Oh my lord! <laughs> I got the email today from my flight out of Paris, and it was like, "If you want to cancel this, you can." And I was mm-hmm. like, "I'm so sorry. I do not. What? Why would you <laughs> say that?" that's silly <laughs>
0: like why no. are you
1: bringing that into this
0: <laughs> yeah, No one asked I feel for like, that option <laughs> I feel like we have um a while so I'm not giving up hope yet but anyway so that's why I have these in yep I so like just a They're little really bit cute. of quarantine fun <laughs> anyway so what have what else have you been doing in this quarantine week well I feel like
1: just more of the same from last week uh I did buy something this week I immediately texted you as my sponsor
0: <laughs> I'm just... a horrible sponsor
1: you I just are. got a Zara
0: package in the mail <laughs> <laughs>
1: um I did buy something so that was unfortunate but really all in all I've done pretty well up until then That's um good. yeah I'm I'm
0: trying to recover slowly yeah I support you on that um yeah. well I set up my outdoor movie theater Oh, yes. It looked so good. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So I, you know, I just like buy, I have these crazy ideas that I think would be fun. So I just like buy the stuff on Amazon and shove it in my basement until the time has come. So we had like <laughs> this big tarp, this like eight foot tarp that Steve and I put up and we like lined the yard with lights and we had the projector. um then I got off Amazon for like 60 bucks. It's like really not that expensive to do it. No, that's not bad um, at all. Yeah, and we invited some of our friends over uh, and we all sat, you know, like at least six feet apart, on like our own blankets and everything. Um, and I, so I don't know movies that well. So I just, <laughs> I was like, okay, girls, you know, what are the options that we're going to give Steve? Because I said Steve could pick the movie. And uh, one of them was like, oh, let's do American Psycho. And I was like, all right, that sounds cool. Like, I don't, I've never seen it. <laughs> so I was like, all right, cool. And then my other friends were all like, oh yeah, let's just do that. Like we don't have any other options. So I just basically told Steve like, hey, you get to pick the movie, but there's only one option.
1: So pick um, from this one.
0: Yeah. So we, so we watched American Psycho in my backyard in the worst neighborhood friendly film <laughs> that I could even ever select, I think.
1: Yeah, no, you you sent me a picture and it was just the side of Christian Bale's face. And I knew from that one little, it was like five seconds of a clip where a song is playing in the background and he's standing there and I was like, oh my god they're watching American Psycho right there on the side
0: of her house what a choice what a choice what, some a lot decisions of, were made I know a lot of murder a lot of nudity like yes so, I mean it is insane it's truly insane I can't believe I put that on the side of my house but that's fine you know I'm making quarantine a man <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, And the only other cool thing that happened this week, this past week was, um, you know, we had that episode on dating apps. Yeah. And we did those intentions and mine was like, swipe your way to happiness. Yes. Uh, Two of my friends have found quarantine love on Hinge in the past month. Oh my God. That's so Mm -hmm. lovely. I know. So that's just like such a cute little nugget of information and I'm happy that we put it out there for everyone. That's
1: such a little heartwarming story. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know that it was a story as much as it was just a fact.
0: A statement. A statement. That made
1: my little heart
0: happy. (laughs) I know. So I'm really happy for them. But, um, Um, Well,
1: some good news on my end is that t-shirt campaign that I started, with the Scout Guide, And Green Bee Press and a lot of local Huntsville businesses. We raised like ten thousand dollars.
0: That's incredible. Because you were like, I don't even know if anyone. I was like, I I don't don't know
1: how this (laughs) is gonna go.
0: Yeah, I never know.
1: I'm always skeptical until like I see the like it's happening. I was talking to somebody about this today. I was talking to my friend Grace about it, and. I was talking about this like thing I have in the works and she was like so do you think it's gonna happen and I was like well I I will not trust it happens until I see it like I have that thing where it's like I don't believe I'm going to Disney World until I see that mouse
0: yeah <laughs> you know I, like, agree. I don't like, believe sometimes, it sometimes even then when you see the mouse you're like is this real <laughs> is this real. am I gonna wake <laughs> up it's a dream. Yeah, yes. I feel yeah. I'm the same. I way. have
1: that so strongly where I'm just like, mm, don't trust it till it's signed, still delivered. Mm-mm.
0: Yeah, yeah. I but yeah, that was a nice surprise
1: it. that like it, it did way better than I could have ever hoped.
0: Yeah, and so what are the dollars? Yeah, what do those go towards? We
1: created a fund for uh, local hospitality workers. Mm-hmm. So everyone um, who is retail restaurant hotel any kind of hospitality um they could apply for a grant and we've been able to fill all of the grant requests so we oh have, my
0: gosh we did all I'm the applicants yeah wow, was-
1: wow. So congratulations thank you really well, thank you it was just uh that was we started that in march so it's about a month and a half um mm-hmm. and so it was like really uh, it feels like years ago that we started it because every weekend here in quarantine feels like a year. It's know, so it strange. Yeah, it's, it's so
0: weird. So do you have shirts still available or is it sold out? Uh, sold out now. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Well, yeah. um, do you want, how do you want to do this? We're going to go first or I
1: think you should go first. Cause I don't, I'm not set on what I'm going to say yet. Cause I felt okay. like I had too many different directions I could go.
0: I felt that I way think,
1: too. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like yours would maybe help motivate my take on what I say.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, um, we decided to do like life transitions and kind of how we survived some of our most intense ones maybe, or it doesn't even have to be intense, just something that maybe people can relate to. Um, so yeah, like you, I was like, ah, I don't know. There's so many options. Like, do I do my childhood? Do I do my teenage years? Like college was really, um, that was a big transition for for you. Yeah, it really was. It was, I went from like, crazy party girl, like, coming into college, like, even before that, to, like, sorority president, very, very structured, like, I will send you to standards. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) which is so crazy, like, I just can't believe, so I had that option, but then I, um, settled on, like, the past three years for me, because I feel like in three years, I've had a lot of changes In my life, and maybe some people can are either like in one of those stages or can relate, or you know, um, something something good. It's like life is always changing and evolving, and we go through tons of transitions, even some that we don't realize are like happening. You know, yes, you You can get halfway through them. Yeah, yeah, you wake up and you're like, how did this happen? Like, what is this? Um, How is this my life? Whether good or bad, or you know, whatever. Um, and then sometimes the transitions are like so intense, either they're like forced or they're intentional. Um, but it, it's just so hard to get through them sometimes. Cause it's like minutes feel like hours and hours feel like days. And like, even though you're making choices to try to speed it along, it feels like it's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, completely. Um, you feel kind of stuck but you are, you, you know, you're moving. like so, um, so I think I had both of those things in the past three years. Like the one where you just kind of like wake up, like obviously I used to think so when I was younger and people would talk about like wanting to have babies, people would be like, oh yeah, I just woke up one day and I wanted to have a baby, right? And in my mind, maybe because I just take this so literally, I was like, whoa you just like wake up from sleeping and you just wake up your eyes get real big and you say oh my god I want to have a baby I'm ready <laughs> I'm ready like you just wake up from a deep sleep like literally and uh <laughs> I now know that when that happens it's not necessarily like you wake up from sleeping it's like physically awakened physically, yeah which I, <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> that might sound really silly but like that's just how I felt um or how I thought it was but when, you, when you, it actually happens to you, it's kind of like situational, like there's an event that happens. And in that event, in that moment, your brain just like completely just like snap, like you're like, whoa, this is not okay. Like, how have I been living my life like this? Like, how is this happening kind of thing? So I was married for five years. And I was with that person for like I think it ended up being six or seven years Um, and I got married when I was 21 and I feel like within that span of time you know it was an unhealthy relationship there were lots of um, like unhealthy toxic cycles not maybe not lots but but it just seemed like it was it was the same cycle over and over and that's what you learn when you're in a a bad relationship and you're not communicating the way you should Um, and I think it just happened so much that I just shut off all my emotions just to try to get through it. You're very much like a
1: you detach from negative to continue being positive.
0: Yes. So that's very much
1: what you do. Yes.
0: Yeah. And I believe that, and I thought that was the right thing to do. And I do believe that you should always be, you should always try to see the positive in things, Mm -hmm. but you can't shut that side off. You can't shut your emotions off. It's just, that's terror. That's really bad for you. Right. That's damaging. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what I told, I definitely got out of that situation um, because then, that we were in an argument and I had that moment of realization that I was like, what? Like that wake up moment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. And then, so I decided to make a life change, uh, and you know, get the divorce and and move on from that. I mean, everyone deals with it in their own way, but it's always a major life change. So that was definitely yeah. a transition that was huge for me and that happened. So mm-hmm. 2017. So that was, um, almost exactly three years ago. And, uh, but everything else in my life, like I really loved, you know, cause I grew up in Huntsville. I went to college there. I had lots of friends, a sense of community. Like I was very involved in volunteer mm-hmm. organizations, the art museum, all that stuff. And I loved all of that. Um, so it was really hard to make the choice, uh, to move from Huntsville, but there were a lot of like factors in that. Um, with, like, the divorce was getting, like, really bad. Like, you know, he was stalking scary. me. It was getting yeah, scary. it was getting really scary. Um, And I was dealing with, like, I thought, like, getting a divorce was, like, f- failure. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. that's why I stayed so long, because um, we tried to get counseling, da 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 But really, I was, like, I feel like I'm failing. I feel like I made a commitment and I should honor that. And that's huge to me for like, Mm -hmm. I mean, everything in my life. I feel like if you say you're going to do something, you should do it.
1: You need to do it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then, um, like maybe being judged, like, you know, being a single girl, even though I was 26, like in Alabama, that's, that's kind of old to be single, yeah, which is so sad to say, but, uh, but yeah, so I tried to work through all of that. Um, I actually moved into a shed with no running water or electricity. <laughs> the because, murder uh, shed,
1: we called it.
0: Yeah, we called it the murder <laughs> shed. So I lived there, like kind of. All my stuff was in there, but like I was traveling, you know, I went, I went to Europe and I did a, a solo trip and that's when I found out that I like could do things on my own. Like I really mm-hmm. enjoyed being alone and like with myself. So anyway, um, yeah, lived in the murder shed for a little bit, um, and then I ended up quitting my job and moving to Richmond on a whim, and I didn't know anyone there except for one guy who I ended up dating for, like, a year, uh, and that was, again, like, I got myself into, I got myself out of one, toxic one kind relationship. of relationship. Yeah, and then got myself to a safe place where I had my own apartment, although, like, I moved from a 5,000 square foot house to a 750 square foot apartment, um, with my two dogs. But I was so happy in that, that I could, that I could do that for myself. But at the same time, I got in another relationship that was unhealthy. Um,
1: so I feel like that happens so often when you leave one kind of toxic relationship, you look for the opposite thing mm-hmm. and you end up like swinging too far to the extreme. Cause that exact same thing happened to me. And then you get like the exact opposite extreme of what you mm-hmm. just left. And it's also super unhealthy.
0: Exactly. And I know like you went through it. One of my other friends, um, I was talking to her just, two nights ago about this too um hers is more recent so we did have a good discussion about it it's like Mm -hmm. and then you just feel like you're failing all over you you feel like like what she said she's like I don't know what's wrong with me and I said it's it's not you it's not you you
1: overcompensate for your first mistake and you go too far the other way
0: exactly and no one's perfect so you can't like prosecute yourself for that um so I was in the middle of that. So there were lots of transitions, but I would say that like 2017 was like my survival year yes, where I just tried completely. to survive. Yeah. that I just, I, you know, he took all of our money in our joint accounts, which is where we had all of our money and put it into one and only in his name. Um, so I didn't even have money to like survive on, you know, when I moved to Richmond, mm-hmm. I moved in a moving truck, it took me like 11 hours to get there and um, in the middle of the night and I stopped at a motel on the way and I was gave them so a-
1: afraid for you.
0: I know <laughs> gave them a card and, uh, it was declined because I didn't even have enough money to stay in a motel. I had to sleep in that, in that moving truck. So that's kind of where I was at at that point. And, um, that was tough. But then just a year later, um, you know, I didn't have a job when I moved here. I was a cater waiter, which Oh my was, god, I forgot about oh that. My, so hard. I have it's such so hard. Like, when I see people carrying around like past hors d'oeuvres, I like wanna cry. I wanna like yeah. hug them because it's it's I'm so sorry hard. for you. Yes. Oh my gosh, yeah. Cause if you work at a catering company, which is what I did, you have to set up, you have to, you know, deal with all of these people and learn all of this these names with these weird ass hors d'oeuvres and then clean up and all of that stuff. So it's really hard. But, uh, so I did that, I dog walked and I sold my jewelry, uh, at like artist shows, but yes. I applied for 71 jobs, 71. I had a color coded Excel spreadsheet of like how far along I was with these jobs. And oh I got God. some like, offers and stuff that they just weren't good enough. And finally I got a job in 2018. Um, that was like made for you well, no, no, this is the one. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, you're right. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I had to go through this one to get to that one. So I got a job that was well-paying. It had like, the position had a lot of prestige, you know, but what it was, it was a small company of all men and then me, and which is fine, but it's not when it's like a boys club type situation. Yes. When it's Uh, misogyny. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it was so hard. I was there for six months. I hated every second of it. Uh, and one day I just, it was another one of those, like just aha moments where I said, mm-hmm. you know what, I I'm going to see what's available out there. And I applied for the job I have now. I took a huge pay cut. I was probably four positions beneath what I, what I was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause I had to start out in the hospitality world, which is the hospitality world's kind of cool. Cause it's like, it's not based on what kind of education you have. It's based on your experience in that field.
1: Yes. So it is really of, unlike anywhere else in that way.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's kind of cool in that way, but also kind of sucks when you go from being a marketing director to like, mm-hmm. I don't even know. I think I was a coordinator, which is like three, yeah. three under. Um, so yeah, but I, you know, I had to go through all of that, the job hunting, all the terrible jobs to get to this one um, where then I ended up getting promoted and now I get paid more than I did at the other one. And I love it so much. I genuinely, genuinely like love waking up, going to work every day. Um, so, and then I think what really helped me is like writing down my goals, like actualizing the goals. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause do you ever do, what do you, do you do new year's resolutions? It sounds so like cliche.
1: Yes. No, I do. And I do because we used to do them together every year. And so I can't, like, I won't let it go.
0: So that's the thing. Okay. So when I moved here, um, I made an amazing friend. She, um, we ended up being friends through my ex-boyfriend's friend who was her boyfriend, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. So I only knew her because of my ex-boyfriend, but since then, since we um, broke up, she's like fought to be my friend, right? Because her husband is, is his friend, um, which is just says so much because when you go yeah. through even a divorce, like you lose so many friends and it's just that you didn't expect to lose. Exactly. It's And that so you never strange. asked to pick. No. Yeah, exactly. No one's asking you to pick and it's, it's just a shame, but also shows you who you're trying to, who your true friends are. Completely. Um, yeah, but, uh, this is Kathy. So, Kathy and I did the Wheel of Intentions. I don't know if you've seen that, but it's like. You sent me y'all's, I think. Okay. I think you sent me yours. I do. Yeah. So I do mine every year now. So this was 2000 and the beginning of 2019, and I did it this year too. But it helped me so much because I put it on my fridge. I like actually wrote out what I needed in all areas of my life. It kind of like takes you through all the different um, sections. Like there's one for like community, there's one for love, work. I mean, everything. And uh, then I ended up making a list of what I wanted in a partner and what I didn't want in a partner. And I put those in the, in the front of my journal and I started journaling. So every time I opened my journal, I would see those lists. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that really helped me like stick to what I was looking for. And that's when I took that job that I loved. I realized I needed to make a change. And so I broke up with that, that one guy and I <laughs> stuck, I know, <laughs> I stuck <laughs> to the list and I found Steve who is like my true life partner and I just like I love him so much so I guess and so I would say like 2018 was me planting seeds 2019 was me thriving no I would say maybe growing yeah I would say that yeah yeah and then 2020 I've decided is my thriving year, Mm -hmm. even though external influences are making this a little bit (laughs) difficult (laughs) right now. Uh, But yeah, so I I feel like a lot of transitions in three years, a lot of life changes, but a lot of, I mean, I'm a completely, I'm not a completely different person, but I'm Mm -hmm. a better person for what I've gone through and experienced. And since I've lived here, I've I mean, it's just like simple stuff. Like I've never even been to a laundromat before and like dealing yeah. with that in like a capital city and like figuring out like what, what I'm doing with that. And then like changing jobs to where hospitality, you meet all sorts of people, all amazing people from different backgrounds. I would have never met if I stayed um, in my hometown because my hometown is like such uh, a bubble in that way. So yeah, I feel like... If you just keep going, stay positive, if you feel like you're stuck um, or like, you know, you're doing, you're making all these choices, trying to get somewhere, but you're, you don't feel like you're getting anywhere. um, Just focus on your goals. It's all temporary. And that's Mm -hmm. where you learn who you are for the most part, you know, going through that stuff. So um, yeah, that would be, that would be my advice.
1: Yes. I agree with that completely. I think you also filter things differently than you used to. Like I can see that you like sift through things differently than you
0: used to as well. Yeah. I def- I have different priorities, a hundred percent. Cause it used to be all about, I think, I think it's, it's that Southern pressure as like, it is. yeah, you know, um, being in like going to college in the South and like being president of the sorority and like feeling that pressure, I think, uh, I was all about image, and like even my closest friends didn't know anything that was going on in my relationship at that time when I lived in Huntsville. Mm-hmm. Uh, except and I, me, except for you. Yeah, you're the only person that, that I that knew anything. Yeah, that I could emotionally connect with on any level. And I think it was just like a, it was a baby steps. I really do a hundred percent believe, and I've said this before, that like you are the number one reason why. I am where I am. <laughs> and I'm not kidding, like getting cr- like I'm like crying, but it's so serious. Several.
1: So no, I I I just remember like some of the first times that we had those. I mean, we always had like really authentic, like deep, um, connected conversations and like really mm-hmm. honest conversations. But there yeah. are just a few that really stick out in my mind, like of us laying in your bed on New Year's Day. And you just being like, I'm not happy.
0: Yeah. And it was yeah. like
1: two more years before anything. You know what I mean? Before yeah. like you worked that out and like worked through it enough to be like, mm. I'm not happy and I'm leaving. Like and mm. I'm doing something about it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I tried for so long to make it work. Um mm-hmm. and we both I mean, we went to counseling and we, you know, did the whole thing, but um at some point you've just gotta you've just gotta see it for what it is, you know? You only get mm-hmm. one life and you don't want to live it in such a unhealthy way.
1: Yeah. Well, so, I, I see that in the way that you approach obstacles now too. You're much more willing to go, this is the reality of the situation. Can I fix it? If not, how am I going to move on?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've got to move on if it's not w- workable. If it's not, yeah, something that I can can do. But yeah. I just think, I I do believe that you and I's relationship helped me 100% because you kind of like got me in touch with my emotions in baby step ways. And then of (laughs) course, well, of course, you know, you have to choose yourselves to like grow in that way. But Mm -hmm. if you have a friend that can help you, like kind of give you guidelines to how to do that because some people don't know how to do it they don't have right. like one of my friends Matt, we were talking about this some people don't have the capacity mm-hmm. to or the, or the know-how or anything maybe they just don't even know that it's what they're not doing yeah what they're not doing yeah and how they could be bettering their lives or being in touch with their emotions or connecting with people um in such a more meaningful way mm-hmm. um so yeah, it's definitely possible, but it does take a lot of work. It doesn't happen like overnight. I'm still, I mean, I'm not by far like anywhere near where I would say I'm 100%, but I'm just like, I feel just so much, so much, I don't know what the word would be. Like It comes more
1: naturally. Like it comes really quickly now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just feel so much more of a person. I felt almost like a shell of a human for a little mm-hmm. bit. That's yeah. Not, that's not good.
1: No, that's not ideal. That's not what you want.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's not what you want, guys. That's not what so, you want. So, yeah, definitely. But you've got to make an intentional decision to change it sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Well,
1: and that's kind of the exact same situation with my story where I had not trusted myself in a long time to be like enough, mm-hmm. enough of like a person, enough of an adult, enough of like a responsible entity to like take charge of my whole life. Um, I also was very young when I like tied my entire life to somebody mm-hmm. and it took very little time to realize that they did not want <laughs> to be part of it. Um, you know, I, I came from a background where I didn't always feel like I was understood or like that I had the same, like not values, but like the same things that drove me as like my family did mm-hmm. or as all of the people that I grew up with did. Um, and I always felt a little bit like an outsider, even when they probably didn't feel like I was, yeah, I think it was, tough. yeah, it was self-imposed sometimes because nobody really knows, you know, what's going on with you if you don't even know how to vocalize it yourself. Mm-hmm. But I spent a lot of years doing that. When I was 19, I moved straight out of my mom's house and got married. And <laughs> I had just, I was barely 20 when I got married. Um, and I had just dropped out of college because I had been diagnosed as manic depressive. and I was having all these panic attacks that was a really hard time because it, it was like the very beginning of the diagnosis where they try you on these medications and sometimes you have really bad reactions and sometimes mm-hmm. like you don't sleep for days and sometimes you're a zombie. And like there were things I was on that just like took every ounce of who I was away um, before it, you know, it takes a long time to figure out what's right for you.
0: Yeah. And that's
1: a really discouraging time period.
0: I couldn't, I, I mean, I can't imagine, but I could see that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Where you're like, I came for help and now I'm just like worse or like mm-hmm. now I'm more volatile or whatever it was.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's worse than feeling stuck. That feels like yeah. you're going backwards.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And like not in control, which I didn't feel yes, in control anyway, yeah. but like especially not in control when you're like medicated and it's doing it. So I dropped out of college. I had nothing else to do, so I just got married, I guess. I, just- <laughs> I had nothing else to do. You know so what I, I mean? Coming. Like, I didn't <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have anything else going, just got married. So I I was in that for a long time. So I'd gone from this situation where I never felt understood. I always felt like I was kind of an embarrassment to my family or like wasn't what they wanted me to be and yeah, then I got had
0: expectations.
1: Th- yeah, that I didn't know how to fill and I got mm-hmm. thrown into this situation in this relationship with someone who was much older than me who really was like I was not stable. In his defense, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I will say, um, and I don't know how much you guys know about like mental illness, but that age is when it hits real hard, and big life changes can really so, exacerbate like twenty one.
0: What? What? Age yeah, I was okay. uh,
1: early twenties. Early twenties. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and big life changes can be huge catalysts.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So that was I just kind of went off the rails real soon after that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not a good situation. But, you know, I I grew and I changed and, um, you know, I, I've stabilized, but I never could like get that trust back that I lost from like, you know, being that way. And it was such a shame because you feel like you're not at that point, it feels like like you're trying to make up for somebody that's not even you anymore. Yeah. Uh, but and how do you
0: do that? How do you right? do
1: that? You don't you you say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How do you
1: have that conversation where it's like, I understand that you have a vivid memory of all of these things, but I need you to know that the entire year of 2012, I'm missing pieces of. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like yeah. you can yeah. tell me what happened. I may not even know. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Um so that's a tough situation to be in, but all in all, you know, a j- wrong person, wrong time. <laughs> like, it's yeah, just, it is what it is. Um, but I spent a lot of years trying to prove myself and like trying to make up for all those things. I feel like I'd built this life and then I'd burned it to the ground and then I was like trying to fix it all and I just mm-hmm. like you can't work with like. Ash, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. But not just with him. I did it, you know, with my parents. I did it with friends. Like, I felt like I was just constantly in this place where I was trying so hard to prove that I was better. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think through that, you learn a lot of things about what you actually want and what you thought you wanted and never actually did. And through that, I, I came to realize that I, I'd been trying to play a part for a long time. Mm -hmm. And there were a lot of things that I just, you know, I, I'd said, I will pretend for the rest of my life if it will make you happy because I didn't even know how to be myself at that point.
0: That is so incredibly sad. I know, especially, but I can relate to that, but not in the way that you're talking about it, but In the way that, yeah, I just wasn't in tune with my emotions because I just pushed them down so Right. Just shoved
1: them. I was Mm -hmm. like, nobody has to know that I'm not all of these things that you want.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like, you'll
1: know it, but I'll pretend for everyone else if you want me to. And it was also this very big, like, shame um, where I thought my family wouldn't talk to me anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, I stayed in a relationship for, we were married for three and a half years. We should have gotten divorced a week after probably. I mean, it was (laughs) not, there was never a time when it was not bad. Um, There was never a honeymoon period. There was, it was always just very wrong. And I spent so long trying to prove that I could be what people wanted me to be that I never once thought, am I happy being this thing? Yeah. Like, am I gonna, what's my quality of life? Because at that point I thought I just didn't deserve anything. I thought my quality of life is going to be horrible because I am this monster,
0: mm-hmm. you know, that's like, yeah, like I'm a broken person. I'm a broken like,
1: person. I'm everyone's worst nightmare. Like, yeah. <laughs> You know, like I can't do anything right. I can't be anything like I'm never going to have what I, am never going to be happy because every yeah. time I get happy, it's going to be mania and then depressions going to hit right after. And I'm going to land myself in a hospital mm. for the rest of my life until one day I just die. Like, yeah, that's, it's a cycle. Honestly, it's yeah. Cycle. And that's what yeah. I thought
0: that my life was going to entail. So um, at what point was it that you realized that you could move on and like become the person you are now? Because you're so strong and like, so you have so- such a strong sense of self who i am yeah, yeah that's
1: what's so weird to think about that time of my life because it's hard for me to
0: remember that person mm-hmm. i don't and remember I, I can't remember the person that i was you know yeah. i don't want to honestly yeah. uh but sometimes it's good to revisit because you forget where you came yeah. from and you forget I to do. like there like you know appreciate who you are now that's why I write
1: songs about it so often because it feels like something I need to revisit. You know yeah, what I mean? That's why almost I journal. like a photo album. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I go back and I read it. I mean, yeah. So what was it then? I
1: think that it was probably well becoming closer with you again, because that was the first time that I'd had anyone go, you can do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Like where I never trusted myself and I always just thought that I was this big screw up Mm -hmm. and you were like, no, we're awesome. Like you don't get it. Like we're the best. (laughs) We can do anything. We can be anything. We're awesome.
0: (laughs) And I was like, at that point, point, I mean, yeah, I do. I always believe no matter what I do always believe you should believe in yourself. Like you should always say, yeah. But I think at that point in our lives, I was starting my business. I Mm -hmm. was like, I want you to help me. Like, yeah, definitely trying to bring you into that well and I
1: just think it was the first time anyone had trusted me Mm -hmm. in such a long time and
0: I was like
1: oh it was just the first time anyone had trusted me to do anything right and like told me that I could and just been like don't what what are you talking about like confused about me being like no I can't do anything right um so I think that was a game changer and then becoming friends with Matt Morrow Mm-hmm. um with one of my Love best friends that. matt he that was the first time i'd ever talked like candidly with someone who had very different opinions and views and experiences than what i'd grown up with and that was the first time that i'd thought like oh this is a path like this is an option this is a person who like cares about people and is empathetic and loves mm-hmm. the world is really like emotionally intelligent and not all of these things that I'd been We're warned against.
0: Yeah. 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 Like it's, yeah. Everyone has their own bubble that they need to kind of pop to
1: yeah, get out completely.
0: become more, more well-rounded and see there's options. Yeah.
1: Yes. I've had a lot of life transitions. I've had a lot of weird things go down like, <laughs> yeah. in my life, Same but when- I, that was the hardest one for me was one day I was like, let's be real. You don't like me. We're not going to be happy this is not going to work like this yeah. does not have lasting power <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know yeah and also like I that was the first time in my
0: life that I'd gone I want more than this mm-hmm. I deserve more deserve than this. more yeah you do deserve yeah. everyone deserves to be happy and they deserve to have what they want you mm-hmm. know And I really think that I I let fear of
1: like losing everybody in my life consume Mm -hmm. me. And then I suddenly had people in my life that I knew I wouldn't lose no matter what. Mm -hmm. And that would always have my back and would always be there for me. And that's when I was like, oh, you know, it's not going to be that bad. Because I'd also always been told if you leave this path, you Mm -hmm. will be alone forever. Like, yeah, you won't have family, you won't have a support system, no one will care about you, you'll be out there and you'll be all alone.
0: I think people will definitely identify with that. Because no matter what, mm-hmm. if it's religion, if it's uh, anything, societal pressures, just in general, uh, yeah, you have that fear. I mean, fear is always going to be your, a primary emotion that's there. Yeah. And yeah, working past that is so hard. But once you do, you get that invaluable information that's like, these are my people. And I love them so much more for it. And I love myself and I believe in myself that I can do what I need to do.
1: Exactly. Well, and in my case, and I know it doesn't always happen for other people like this and it, my heart breaks for those people, but in my case, I am closer with all of my family than I can remember being since I was like 15 years old because they know exactly who I am now. And there were so many years that I was so afraid for anyone to get close to me because I.
0: I'm getting emotional. This is the worst
1: episode. I want to talk about stupid guys again. Um,
0: I know. This is what happens when I pick topics.
1: <laughs> God, Ellie.
0: You know, like I,
1: I spent so many years distancing myself because I was so afraid that if they saw who I was, they would reject me. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I lost that fear and I just said like, this is me and mm-hmm. like, take it or leave it, everyone was like, well, duh, we'll take it. What are you talking about?
0: (laughs) Like there's never
1: been a situation where someone's gone, you know, I don't want
0: that. Well, that's the thing about it. Like you're so scared that Mm -hmm. that, the thing is, is people don't care as much as you think they do. They don't care about the little things The all people want is to be known. Like that is the number one thing. And to be known is to know someone else as well. Like you, it's two sided. You have and so to once, open, you have to have that. Yeah. Yeah. Once someone opens up to you, then you feel so much closer to them, no matter what you feel like you can open up to them. And then that is a connection. That's a real connection. Yeah. And I feel like no matter what, um, people, people don't, don't care, and people, you know, need to give grace and need to forgive. And
1: and forgive yourself, which is the hardest thing to do sometimes.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's the one thing I think um, that that Kathy actually has taught me, it's like grace is a humongous thing. Like you have to give grace to yourself. You have to give grace yes, to others. Otherwise, completely. what are you doing in life? Like, what are you even doing? You're yeah. You're not establishing any meaningful, anything. you're not doing anything, I agree. Not building anything. Yeah. So that's yeah. definitely a huge, huge deal. I'm so glad that that was the case for you. I know.
1: And I have friends that have dealt with similar things and unfortunately it has not gone that well for them. And I hate that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I did spend, I mean, probably 15 years of my life being Mm -hmm. so afraid that if I showed who I was, it wouldn't be right or it wouldn't be enough. And I think that when I was 23 and I just, I moved into that studio apartment <laughs> and just like, there was no wall between my bed and my kitchen. And like, I remember you and I, we went somewhere and, oh, it was when they had just legalized gay marriage in Alabama.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. We went to the park. And we went because, to the park where yeah. they were holding ceremonies. Ceremonies. Yeah. And receptions, like little cute receptions and stuff.
1: Yes. And that was... I just remember I had a moment where I just stopped and I looked at you and I said, There's nobody that is gonna be embarrassed of me for being here in my life right now. Yeah. And that was such, I was used to for so many years being an embarrassment to someone. I think that that is why I, to this day, am just exactly who I am and am so adamant about it and refuse to ever go back to living. To please someone else, Mm -hmm. or like you know, to be in whatever box someone else builds for you, like I just won't do it. No, me neither.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's such a great fulfillment, you know. Yeah, you can have everything in the world, and if you are not happy with yourself, if you're not one hundred percent authentically yourself. Or you don't even, or you don't know yourself, and you're not mm-hmm. taking the time to do that, or t- taking the time to learn, because you know you're always gonna be changing and evolving. Then where is your fulfillment coming from?
1: Right, you know? exactly. And I think a lot of people will it's, probably <laughs> that know me now will probably be very surprised to hear that I haven't always been just like, oh, here's everything horrible about me. Take it right now. But that's one of the reasons I'm like that because I'm not ever going to allow the chance for me to go back to how I was between, you know, 20 and 22.
0: Yep. Yeah, I agree. And that's a lot of like what you tell yourself, Mm -hmm. uh, your actions, who you're around. Who you allow to have influence
1: over how you feel about yourself.
0: Yes, 100%. It's really, it's really about your people, the people that are closest to you. Yes, Well, I'm glad you're one of my people. I'm glad you're one of my people. You are my person. <laughs> you are my person.
1: Sorry, Ivan.
0: Well, <laughs> sorry, Steve. <laughs> sorry, guys. Um.
1: Sorry. Yeah, and I, I and the fact that we went through all of that together and we helped each other through it, I think is a really big testament to, you know, the kind of relationship that we've always had.
0: Uh, yeah, I do believe that. I think it's really important to have genuine friends you know you can yeah, have so many surface balance. level relationships but yeah all you need is just one person that you can open up to and they can open up to you and you feel heard and it can change your life I mean we change each other's I lives mean, really, yeah
1: completely I don't I don't think I would have any kind of confidence to be doing anything um I'd probably still <laughs> yeah. be you know what I mean like second guessing everything I mean I, did. I
0: would not and I would be emotionally unavailable <laughs> well I'm glad we we survived those things and we're better for it we survived and um, hopefully I can live up to my wheel of intention word thriving (laughs) once life is semi back to normal I mean I'm I'm thriving in quarantine but I don't think anyone is 100% 100% it's it's thriving, tough on yeah. everyone in it's tricky in different ways yeah this uh
1: cool I'll thing, tell but. you something creepy my word this year was simplify and I fear I've done something to everyone
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man you've simplified all I'm of sucked. our lives <laughs> I've simplified not. everyone's <laughs> life got to
1: witchy with it
0: well um <laughs> I guess this is where we leave the people All right. Bye people. Goodbye people. If you can't thrive, right? Just survive. Yeah, that's right. Right. That's it. That's our catchphrase. That's it. That's it. (laughs) Yep. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Farewell.